welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey, you. Welcome back to another episode. It's so good to be here with you today. I hope you're having such a great week. We are really starting to roll. I can feel the summer vibes coming. Kids are getting super anxious about school getting out. Um, They're already excited for their summer camps, our summer vacations, and it definitely, although our weather doesn't match, (laughs) I can definitely feel that coming, and which also brings a lot of anxiety on my end because I know that I'll be, just my schedule will look so much different, which is good, but I'm so, I'm just such a creature of habit that you know, it takes me a little bit of time to get into a new routine. So there's always that transition, but all is good on our end. What I want to talk to you today is, or what I want to talk to you about today is your scalable offer. This is one of our favorite things. This is one of my favorite things. I love offer design. I love business modeling, right? If you think about how do you structure your business to bring different people in through different pockets of their journey, right? How do you serve more than just one avatar? How do you ascend people into your product suite? What type of different products should you offer? What, how does that look for your content marketing strategy? It brings up a lot of questions and this is something that we help you with inside of Female Founders Board, which is our high-end um, mastermind for women. But everybody should have at least one scalable offer. But here's the caveat. There's a right time and a wrong time to introduce your scalable offer. So I want to talk about what is a scalable offer. When is a good time to implement your scalable offer? What could it look like in your personal business and how to structure your scalable offer so that your clients, your customers are continuing to get insane results. Okay. So I've broken this up into a two-part series. And this first part, I just want to really help you understand the what and the why and help you avoid the the most common mistakes that we see coaches make or even consultants. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, this applies to you as well. When they're trying to launch this idea of a time-leveraged offer. And so When we think about a scalable offer, when we coach scalable offers, when we help people design their scalable offers, at the most basic level, a scalable offer is when your program, product, or service can grow without you. And so in a coaching sense, right, this is a a program, course, or product that people can consume, experience, take part of without your involvement. 
And so what you've probably heard, if you've been in the coaching industry for a while, you've probably heard this as time leverage, right? Because especially when you become fully booked as a coach or you're at capacity as a service-based entrepreneur, it's like you have reached a ceiling in entrepreneurship, which is like the worst feeling ever. And so you have probably been taught to launch something like a course or a group coaching program that helps you leverage time, right? So you can serve one to many and it doesn't require more of you to be able to serve them. And there's different elements of what this could look like based on your business, which we'll talk about in part two. But right now, I really want to just help you overcome a lot of the objections or the misconceptions about a scalable offer. So when we think about an offer that can grow without you, right, a program, product, or service, the first thing that we hear people say a lot is, well, people do need me. People need me in order to get results. How do I help somebody build a website if I'm not the one doing it? How do I help somebody lose weight or how do I coach somebody on losing weight, right, if they don't have access to me? And so what we want to help you see is that this is when you really truly start to shift from seeing your business as a lifestyle business, right? Something that is, again, just a a, a cushy, comfy, um, you're trading time for money type of scenario in coaching one or, or potentially a group of people um, by, you know, they get on calls with you, you coach them through their challenges, their struggles, maybe you even just do a done for you service and that's it. Lifestyle business, okay? But again, like I said, you do cap yourself because you only have so much time and, or if you think that people will always need you in order to get results, you're doing both yourself and your potential clients a huge disservice, And so when you start to move, especially from six to seven figures and beyond, you start to see your business uh, very differently, right? It becomes a company that sells products and services, not necessarily you as the primary asset. And if you're like me, right, when I started to make that transition a couple years ago, it was like, ooh, like I see bigger vision, right? You see how you you started in like this, this smaller space, if you will, of coaching and helping people, but that vision grows and it's be, it's more than just, you know, coaching people on zoom. And so if you have to always be the one that is helping people get results, you will never be able to grow. In fact, you'll go the other way. You'll start to burn out. So when people have, and this is more of like ego-based, oh, people need me to get results, right? What happens is you start to shift and you start to develop systems and processes in your business, in your offers that allow them to grow without you. And this becomes even a sellable asset, not just from a program, product, or service, but a company. So I won't obviously get into how to position yourself to sell your business because that's not what we want to talk about. But there will be a moment in time if you are on a journey to seven figures and beyond that you realize that what if something were to happen to you, could you hand down the business to your family or could somebody buy the business, right? Could the business run without you? And that's ultimately what we want. 
regardless of you planning on selling it or not, because you want to be able to remove yourself from the weeds so you don't get burnt out. Now, again, in Female Founders Board, we go over a lot of, you know, helping you think like a CEO, helping you make that transition and really shift because it is one of the hardest transitions to make, but like necessary if you want to go bigger without dying, without burning yourself out. And so most people will just see their scalable offer is like, oh, I'll just launch a group program because I can sell it at a lower rate or, oh, I'll just launch a group program because it's time leveraged and I don't really want to spend a lot of time with clients. Like we hear all these fun, (laughs) these funny sort of misconceptions about a coaching program or even a course because they were sold that idea of that's the best way to grow their business. But what I want you to understand is that in order to have a viable, scalable offer that not only gets clients results, but can grow without you, you have to have tested it first. You have had to actually work with people in that capacity first. So let's say you're a coach, you've been working with private clients and you notice that there are continuously the same questions, the same patterns, the same things that you walk people through. Now in our, in our core signature, um, coaching program, 10 K content collective, we help you design your program, whether it's one-to-one or a group and think about it more as a framework. What is that step-by-step? How are you taking people through this experience so that they can get results? And so as a coach who might be like you're privately coaching people, you'll start to put people through that process, if you will. And you're going to test it. Like you're going to find out where people are getting hung up, where they're having the biggest issues, what they actually need, what they actually don't need. And what happens is you, what you thought, what you thought people needed, they actually don't. And what you realize they did need, right, will come to the surface. And so this is why it's so important before you think about a scalable offer, because everybody wants to bypass sort of the grunt work, if you will, that's how it's viewed, to get to the time leveraged, shiny object, right? Where like it's unicorns and rainbows. You have to have a process that's tested, So a lot of people, again, are sold group coaching program. We get people all the time that come into 10K. They've built their course out. They've built their program out. And they think they're going to be able to launch a group program. But they don't have people. They haven't even learned the fundamentals of marketing and selling coaching. And so this is the problem because group coaching or a course is way harder to sell than private coaching or even a done for you service. That's the first thing I really want you to take away is it's actually so much harder to sell group or course. So people often will launch this thing as like, oh, I, they can't afford my private coaching. So I'll just launch a group coaching program that's less and then it will be easier to sell. Well, first of all, just because it's group does not mean it should be less, like a lower price. And secondly, again, it's not easier to sell. So you do have to learn the marketing or the the, the fundamentals of marketing and selling, um, of coaching before you think that it will be easy to fill a group. 
Because again, if you can't sell one person, what makes you believe you can sell, you know, 10 people and then you have an issue with revenue. You're not able to meet your revenue goals because you're not filling up your program, especially if you've been taught to you, you know, take cohorts or do open close, um, you know, every quarter or whatever. So you have to wait another quarter to make money. Like, no, that is not what we want for you. So what we, what we do want for you is for you to be ready for that scalable offer. Again, in part two, I'll talk about different options, but before you can even think about what that structure or the logistics of that scalable offer looks like, you have to do the work with your people. And what's cool about this is you can make really good money and make such a big impact just with your one core offer, whether that's private coaching or one-to-one. Now, if you are already successfully selling group coaching, right, and that doesn't feel scalable, then we'll talk about, again, part two will really resonate with you. But most of you, I'd be willing to bet you're either not filling up your group program um, or you're still trying to sell, you know, private coaching um, or some sort of done for you service. So if you do the work there, again, learn the patterns, learn your people, A, you're going to be able to, like, you can make great money. The one regret that I have in looking back is moving away from private coaching too soon. And if I would, like, again, I hit the six figures under a year. That was cool. But I feel like I could, A, if I would have held on to it longer and just slowly even increased my price, I would have met my revenue goals so much faster and also probably been able to stack cash for that next season, which is scaling, which nobody tells you that it actually costs money to scale. It's very expensive to scale. So what I, what I want you to do is even shift the framing around like this, that season of business where you just get to work with your private clients or do, you know, do the work with them. It's so fun and simple. It's again, easier to sell and you learn so much. You get to really lean into their customized needs and you don't have to worry about having a perfect system or process. You just have to have an eye for it and monitor what's working, what's not working and how to adjust and tweak for the next client. When you start to see those patterns, right, that is when you can start to think about, okay, what would it look like to have the next version, the next iteration of this offer, but in scalable form? Now, this is another mistake that a lot of people make is thinking that, again, it moves down the ladder. So if you think about a traditional value ladder or ascension model, whatever, you know, however you've heard it, but it it's basically like the further up the ladder you go, the higher the access, the higher the price to you. And so what people do is they have their one-to-one coaching and then they position their group coaching as something that's quote-unquote down the ladder. Again, it's it's priced lower, but it's for the same avatar. And that is not how you launch or grow a scalable offer. It is not about having two offers for the same avatar. Your scalable offer will be for a different avatar than your core signature offer, which will become potentially your backend offer. So what this looks like, don't like, just hang with me for a minute. I know I'm getting super tactical, technical even, is when you think about you, let's say you have 
worked with private clients, you're at capacity, you know, sort of the general process or framework that you need to, that people can like, you can rinse and repeat. It's like pretty dialed in. You take people through it, right? Maybe it's, it's a group program, but you know exactly the process that people need to take with some obviously nuances that you can put a buffer in for, which we'll, again, we'll talk about in part two, but you understand sort of the general framework. So you're like, okay, I'm ready for my scalable offer, right? I'm at capacity with my private clients. I'm not interested in taking any more private clients. And so um, now what I'm doing is I'm taking my one-on-one offer and it's going to become my scalable offer. It's for the same avatar. It's the exact avatar, the exact process I just leveraged for my one-to-one offer, but now it becomes the scalable offer. Program, course, coaching program, like group coaching, whatever. Again, we'll talk about that in part two. Then your one-on-one offer, if you still want to do private coaching or even done for you services, that becomes a higher end offer that's for the next iteration of your avatar. It's higher priced and it is for the next level of your avatar. In some cases, it could be that you decide that you want to serve two different niches. And so you have a scalable offer that's for one niche, you know, one avatar and one niche. And then maybe you have a desire to fill, you know, the pocket of another niche. But most likely what happens is your scalable offer becomes that current one-on-one avatar. Okay, so the the avatar that you were previously serving in your one-on-one service or program becomes that the same avatar for your scalable offer. Then you think about, I imagine there has been things that, that have been presented to you after working with all these private clients that you notice that they're continuing after they solve this one problem, right, it opens the loop for more problems. So for instance, we know that our core, our front end core signature program, right, gets them from zero to 100K. But then what? (laughs) Well, there's a new set of strategies, principles, things that they need in order to get them from six to seven figures. So that's the next offer. Two different avatars, obviously same niche, but we're just ascending with them. So as you have been doing this work with your private clients, you might have noticed that, oh, there's there's more that they need after they solve this one problem. And it could be they just want to continue to grow with you and get more accountability, or they just want to um, pay a higher, they just want um, a higher level of support. I don't know. You would have to, you would know what that might look like for your particular person. But again, it comes from doing the work with them. But the biggest mistake people make is creating two offers for the same avatar, thinking that I, if it's, if it's, it's price, right? Group, co- I can just position this as a lower price and people will buy it, but that is wrong. It's the wrong way to do this. Your offers should grow as your avatar grows. Is this making sense? So that is one of the core elements I really want to drop here. As you start thinking about your one-on-one offer or like your higher level offer and then your scalable offer. And what's cool is as you learn how to launch scalable offers, grow scalable offers, you start to systemize 
your next offer. The, the purpose here is to get your business running without you. No matter what product, no matter what program, no matter what service the business offers, it should be able to run with you or run without you. But obviously you can't do that all at once and you have to be able to really focus all your time and effort in the one thing right before you move into the next. And the first part, the first place to start, right, is the one-on-one coaching, the one-on-one consulting. Get in it, get dirty with them and learn them, okay? Once you're at capacity and you've learned what the opportunities could be to systemize a process that more than one person could go through and get a result, right? Then you think about that scalable offer and you rethink your one-to-one offer, right? So this is so powerful and I hope that this helped you really um, reposition how to think about group coaching or a course or a program because it's going to be able to Um, help you in such a big way so that you're not just launching offers to launch offers. There's a sequence to things and nobody's talking about the sequence. Sequence is everything. Nobody taught me this. Nobody like nobody prepared me for this. I've had to learn it on my own. And now that I know the most successful people in the industry that I sit at the table with, they've done, this is the sequence you follow, right? And it's also learning from personal mistakes. All of us have done it backwards or wrong or whatever, but in hindsight, this is exactly what you should follow in order to create programs and services that deliver high quality results, but also don't involve every single part of you because that's not what you went into business for even though initially right it's sort of this like I'm just building a coaching business but you it will grow beyond you and you want it to grow beyond you so that's part one in part two I want to talk about like logistics what a scalable offer could look like for you and how to start wrapping your mind around how could clients even get results without me Um, that sounds hard and it's not about selling courses. Okay. Courses are dying. So I'm going to help you really reposition this. And especially if you are a service-based entrepreneur or you're consulting in even the corporate level, I'm going to show you what this could look like for you. So can't wait for part two. I hope this resonated with you and I will see you next time. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs just like you are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.